and welcome to the Bookcase Kids. I'm Maria from Kids Inc. Education and this is the podcast where children discuss a book that made them think, feel, laugh, cry, hope, learn and above all else, beg their parents to buy them more books. Never a bad thing. Each podcast will discuss a different book that I have had the pleasure of reading with voracious young readers. So how do you know if you'll enjoy it? Well, if you're a child aged between 7 and 13 years old and you love books, perhaps you're always asking your parents to buy you more tomes for your birthday, or your idea of heaven is reading all day in a cosy corner somewhere, this could well be the podcast for you. If you're a child who doesn't read much, but would love to find out about books fluttering in the world, ready to be caught, you are also welcome here. Some butterflies only live a day. Some a week. Some a month. But they spend every one of those days busy living and they make the world a more beautiful place, however brief their time. Hey, today we'll be talking about the gripping, emotional and beautifully written book, The Island at the End of Everything by Kira Millwood Hargrave. Joining me is a group of voracious young readers, Maisha. Hello. Kushali. Hi. Kush. Hi. Zahir. Hello. And Chu, welcome. So, The Island at the End of Everything. This is the book that made an impact on us for the last 11 weeks. And Chu, if you were to say one or two sentences to describe what this book is about, what would you say? I would say it's a book about um, finding one's way home and trying to battle um, inequality and trying to battle the fact that you've been shunned by the rest of society. Yeah, excellent. And Kashali, what do you think? I think it's about, like you said, um, equality and fighting for justice and not letting anyone push you around and staying with the ones you love. Staying with the ones you love. And is it also, do you think, Maisha, do you think it's also about staying with the ones you love, but then also leaving the ones you love too, maybe? Yes, because I remember that Amy left her knife for the orphanage um, because she had to. And yeah. she was born in Kulion and she didn't really want to leave. So let's start at the beginning. So we've got a pro- our protagonist who Maisha just rightly said is called Amy. What happens to Amy Kush? What's the story? She's living her life with her mum who has leprosy, but she doesn't. So they have to be very careful. And then one day a government official called Mr. Zamora comes and the go- he says that the government have plans to, like, to stop the leprosy disease from spreading and they take everyone that's not living living on Kulion Island that doesn't have leprosy and they take them to Kulion Island so they can be away from people that have leprosy so they don't spread it. Many people that have leprosy go to Kulion. And Amy was one of the ones that was taken to Kulion and she was taken to an orphanage. Some of you mentioned Kulion. Who would like to describe what Kulion actually is? What is and where it is? Kul, uh, Chu. Kulion is an island in the Philippines and it was a, a, it was a, it was a colony of people who had leprosy in the 1900s. 
brilliant. And when we think of the setting of Kulion, what, what image conjures up in your mind, Maisha? I can imagine a very miserable and lonely life and many people trying to fight off the horrible disease, the incurable disease, and they must feel very alone and scared. And what's the contrast there? So here, so we've got these people who live in Kulion and they are, you know, they're unwell, they've been ostracised or isolated from society. But what is Kulion like as a setting? I think it is very exotic because on, I think, another half, there's a forest with palm trees, and then the sea is clear blue. Yeah, it's ironic, isn't it, that you've got this beautiful setting that kind of emanates health, fresh water, all this luscious greenery, and then there's a lot of disease there. But having said that, were they happy? Did the people who had leprosy were they happy living together in Kulion before Mr. Zamora arrived? They kind of lived in they kind of lived in their own world away from the actual um away from the rest of the world. Yeah, and were they happy with that, do you think? What was your what, what was your sense when we were reading it? Well, yeah, they seemed perfectly fine with it. And they yeah. seemed to um actually enjoy it. Yeah, they were living their lives. They had, uh, they built a, created their own civilization and their own society. And they were, they were happy with that. So then, dun, 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 you get the villain that comes in. Who, who's, what's his name again? Kush. Um, his name is Mr. Zamora. Mr. Zamora, a government official, Mr. Zamora, who comes in with his papers and he tells everyone right, everybody, who has leprosy will stay here in Kulion. Everybody who doesn't will be shipped off to Koron, which was a neighboring island. And what's that called when people are separated like that? Kush. It's called segregation. Good boy, it's segregation, exactly. Okay, so this is obviously a fiction book, but there's fact at its heart. What does that mean, Chu? That means that that, um, the story isn't completely true, but there is some fact behind it. So there is historical facts? Yes, historical backings and facts. Yeah, so in a way, do you feel like we learnt something from from the book about history, but through through a story? So here, what do you think? Um, I think we did. because it's relatable, because um, in, at that time, people did have leprosy. So if they read the book, it could actually be relatable to them. Exactly. And imagine if we'd read a history book about leprosy, and it said in 1906, this person had leprosy, and this person didn't, and they had to be separated. Would that be as perhaps entertaining or enjoyable yeah so sometimes some writers they use fiction as a vessel to get um a fact across um kush do you think fiction is better when there is truth to it 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 feels more realistic and it feels like you're there a bit more because it's not as like let's say you're talking about how you've got a oh there's a dragon no way that's going to happen but in this it's it's like actually there's nothing like monsters or anything and 
this mm. this is a real event. Obviously, the what happened didn't actually happen, but something similar might have happened. Yes, that's a good point. It it's still realistic even in its fiction. And what is the truth at the heart of this story, Kashali? Um, it's the fact that leprosy really did happen and exist, and that Kulion Island is real and not just fictional. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so here we have a story about a 12-year-old girl, Amy, who lives on Kulion Island, which is a leper colony. What is leprosy, though? Um, Maisha, what is leprosy? Um, leprosy is a horrible disease that people get. It's incurable and they can't stop it. And um, usually it's something to do with um, they something happens to one of their body parts. For example, in our story, Amy's mother, um, her and I, um, is nose. Um, she has leprosy on her nose. And that means she has no nose, so she has to wear a scarf to cover her face up. Yeah, and it can affect people in different ways, their skin. Yeah. Um, or their limbs chew. What were you going to add something? I was going to say it's disease transmitted by a bacteria and it didn't have any cure at the time. But has it been cured now? Well, um, there are treatments for it. So if we were to go to Kulion now, is that a leper colony still? Who knows? Kush. No, and also I'll just have a look at that. When you have leprosy, it makes you more vulnerable to certain diseases like colds. Yes, so it could be that you eventually get very sick from something else that is not not due to leprosy, but is indirectly due to um, what it does to your body. Okay, um, so we have Nanai, who is seriously ill. Nanai is the Filipino word for mother. And she's seriously ill with leprosy on Kulion Island. And her daughter, Ami, as we said, is stuck in an orphanage on the island of Koron. It is at this point that we are introduced to a really special character in the story. Who is that character, Zaheer? The character's Mari. Mari. And who, and who does she become to Ami? Um, a really good friend. Excellent. She does become a really good friend. And... Do we think, um, Chu, do we think Amy was in need of a really good friend? Yes, she was, because she just lost her mother, who was her only friend, really. Exactly. And she she's found someone in Amy who is also a little bit different. What makes Amy a little bit different, um, Kushali? She's, like, not like the other kids. She's, um, she's also... I mean, she can relate to her, Amy can relate to her as she hasn't got leprosy, but she's got like a deformed hand. Yeah, so she's different in her own way, isn't she? Okay, now many books have symbolism, which is where one thing stands for another. What's the main symbolism in this story? Anyone? So here. Butterflies. Butterflies, exactly. And Kashali, what do the butterflies represent? The butterflies um, symbolize freedom and independence, even when they don't want to. Like when the untouched kids are sent to the orphanage um, with 
willing, unwillingly. It is said that when butterflies fly around us, it means that your loved ones are trying to connect with you from heaven, trying to send a message or blessing. This reminds me of how Nanai would be connecting with Ami, even though she can't in person, but in spirit. Oh, that's beautiful. So there's a real poetic element with the butterflies there. Okay, without spoiling it for everyone, what has to happen, Chu? What does Ami have to do at, at this point of the story? Ami has to somehow find her way back to um back to Kulian, Kulian, and so that she can see her mother for the last time. Yeah, do we do we um how does she know that her mum's fallen ill? I think Kush touched on this earlier on, but just as a reminder. Because of a letter from sis from one of the nuns at the at Kulian, um she yeah. was explaining that um her condition was worse than um, her mum had forewarned. Mm, excellent. Okay, right. I think we've said enough about the plot. So let's leave it there and hope that any children or adults who want to find out what happens next buy or borrow the book. Information on where to purchase it and more detail about the writer will be given at the end. All right. Now, I always imagine characters in a story as like a passport, allowing us to cross over from our real world into a new foreign literary land. And without Ami, we could never have known what Kulion or Koron was like. So who were your favourite characters and why? Maisha, let's start with you. I still think I think that I quite liked our main character, Ami. Um, I think that she was very um, resilient when being born in Kulion and also been taken away, but she still was brave and managed to get back to her and I before she um, sadly died. But um, I think that, well, she, she's just always been very brave to have no friends as well. And also at the beginning, she was not that very well she, she was quite she wasn't as sort of brave i guess yeah she, yeah she she had quite an interesting character arc didn't she yes she grew more confident later in the story exactly which is sometimes what happens to us maybe in life chu who's your favorite character my favorite character was mari because despite her deformed hand she still knew she was still quite knowledgeable and knew uh, she was able to sell the boat back to Kulian. Yeah, she was able to set it all up, wasn't she? And then I think Amy ended up finishing the the actual journey, but it was really down to Mari, wasn't it? I agree with you. She was also the one who was able to um who taught who told Amy how to kill the fish, and she actually killed it in the end too. Yes, exactly. I feel the exact same way as you. For those reasons, Mari's my favourite. I think she's got a real tough, resilient energy where she gets things done. I feel like if she were my friend, I would feel quite safe if I were going on a journey with her. I'd be like, cool, I'm with Mari. Don't need to worry about anything. Zaheer, who's your favourite character? My favourite character is probably Mr Zamora because... Yes. <gasps> How very dare you? Tough <laughs> and strict and follows by the rules, which means he could actually be a really good teacher and a follower. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you feel a bit sorry for Mr. Zamora in a way as well? Yeah, because some people, they always, um, they go like, oh, he's such a bad person. 
but I think it's just his ways of teaching. And maybe he was a little bit troubled yeah. in himself. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting response to hear. Okay, let's look at the writing now. So um, as a writer, do, you, do we think that Kira Millwood Hargrave focuses on exciting storylines or beautiful poetic language? Or is she that rare breed that can do both? Kush, what do you think? When you think of like exciting storyline, um, it's more like action packed and lots of like you know speech and dialogue and you know. But I say the book is more of a beautiful poetic, it's like writing piece. But in some parts of it, I think in the chapter of the fire, um, it was quite exciting and it was quite action packed. Yeah, I agree. Anybody else? Um, Chu. What do you think? Does she have a balance? I think she has a balance of both action and um and of act of action and in and emotion because she's able to um she's able to portray um Amy's um journey back to Kulian and also mirror her emotions at the same time. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of putting it. Exactly. I think she does both, and not many writers um do. Okay, so, and I had many, many favourite lines, but one really stuck out. It's when Amy is describing arriving on Coulion Island. It's right at the beginning, it's on pages five and six, and it's on seeing the white eagle, which means stay away. And she says, this is when your heart hardens in your chest, like petals turning to pebbles. And I could really visualize a petal, which is so thin and delicate, or it's almost transparent, and then it hardening and turning into a pebble. So I thought that was really evocative. What literary device is that, Zaheer? Why do you think it's effective? It is a simile, and it is effective because petals um, are soft, thin, and when your heart's like that, it means you have feelings and you have emotions, but when and pebbles are really hard and you can't really do much with them, and then it's, and comparing it to your heart, it's like you have no feelings or emotions. Yeah, that's, I, think, I actually think that's what I thought, and you've just articulated it perfectly. Excellent. Kushali. It's like she was in a good in a good mood, like joyful and happy, like um, symbolizing the petal. And then when it turned into a pebble, it meant it, it just reminded me of like misery and like um, all like the hard rock emotions. Yeah, and it's true, isn't it? With a petal, you sort of associate um, friendly feeling or hope, a positive emotion, and then pebbles, you just suck kind of don't really have many positive connotations with them um what about uh chu what's your favorite line and why um, my favorite line was some butterflies only live a day some a week some a month but they spend every one of those days busy living and they make the world a more beautiful place however brief their time <clears throat> that's my favorite line because it shows that um Despite their short time, they still make um, people happy, which is what Amy did to Nanai, to because yeah. they weren't together for that long until Mrs. Amora came. Yeah, but of course, Amy made Nanai's life really happy, right? 
That's wonderful. I, that's my favorite. Um, that's another one of my favorite lines as well, actually, too. And um, Maisha, do you have a favorite line? I think um, my favorite line is at the end of the book. Um, sorry, let me just get the book. This of course. Oh, I love, I love the sound of pages moving. <laughs> Makes me happy. Um, um, my favourite um, line is, outside the sky cracks, finally the monsoon washes the air clean. Mm. Why do you like that? That's beautiful, isn't it? It's the washes the air clean. That's quite powerful. Because um, at the end when Nene Hananai dies, then it kind of shows that it's the start of a new beginning. And when it says it washes the air clean, it's kind of getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. Yes, exactly. There is sort of like a rebirth there um, or a baptism of some sort. Absolutely. OK, let's talk a little bit about the themes of the book, because every story has a message or messages about the human experience, about life. And they're sometimes hidden in the plot and the language. I'd say the mother daughter theme um, the mother-daughter bond is an important theme. Kashali, can you think of another theme? I think friendship is quite a crucial theme. As, um, like previously said, Mari is a really special character. She was there for her and for Ami when she left her the night and was and who was her only friend. And now she is her only friend when Nanai sadly passed away. Yeah, a friendship. And like we were saying earlier on, how I think Kush, you were talking about a book where friendship was the theme and stories about friendship. For me, they're, they're one of my favourite, favourite themes. Um, Chu, do you, could you have another theme? Can you think of one? Um, another theme that could, that's touched, on, touched upon in the book could be, um, could be well, um, love, because Amy and Matt, Amy and, and I, really loved each other during the time they spent together. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. And Kush? I think one that's memorable would be being pulled apart because in a, a lot of the time there, so Annie was being torn apart from her hometown, her mother, um, yeah, Kulion, and she was being torn apart, she's been taken away to Corn. and then then at the end when um Nanai dies um she's been torn apart from her mother so yeah yes there is that separation um and family I guess would be in that as well okay if you could use one adjective to describe this book just one without even explaining why what would it be let's start with Chu um, for me, it would be thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. Kushali? Adventurous. Maisha? Thrilling. Sahir? Heartwarming. Kush? Exquisite. Exquisite. I like that. I think I would say hopeful would be my word. Okay, we've spoken about plot, setting, characters, language and themes. And it is time now for the all-important Bookcase Kids star rating. Out of five, I would like to know what you would give this book and why. We shall start with Chukuma. 
Um, I would rate this book um, a four point five because it's um, it's very um, it it gives you a lot to think about and it, the language is um, quite hard to understand, but that's also a good thing at the same time. And um, the reason I I I didn't give it um, an extra, I didn't give it five was because I don't really like books like this. I like action books too. Ah, so it's not your usual style. But are you happy you read something that is not your usual type of book that you would go for normally? Yes, I'm happy I did. Yeah, great. Um, Maisha, star rating. We are waiting. Um, I would rate um, the book a four out of five. Um, I found it very fascinating, a story, but terribly sad. And maybe a little bit scary as well to see how the people live their lives. Um, I didn't know much about Kulion Island and I didn't know much about leprosy and I learned a lot because of this book and it's also very heart heartbreaking and I was very touched. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can be touched by something that's heartbreaking, absolutely. I also liked how metaphorical the book was and it was. An, I think it was quite inspirational to me because I enjoy um, writing and all the um, the language and... The kind of is teaching me how I could write as well. Mm. Yeah, you can. There were so many lines that I guess, if you're a writer, which I know you are, you probably wanted to take and use in your own thoughts. I write them down when I was reading the book. Um, if there were any lines I liked, I think I actually in one of my writing I used some. I used a line. Did you? Brilliant. That's definitely, you're definitely a writer. If we ever had any doubt, that seals it. Um, Kashali, what about you, my, my lovely? Um, I would rate this book um, four stars out of five as um, it was a change for once. This wasn't a usual type of book that I read, like um, talking about the genre. I'm like, how you said, more of an action, mysterious um, kind of reader. Um, there was also like a girl protagonist, which I really enjoyed as like most of them, like Harry Potter series or Percy Jackson are boys. And um, this book opened me up to my feelings, which wasn't very um, comfortable, as I could say, as it was a really big change. Yeah. And, um, other books don't really touch up on your feelings. And it was very emotional. And um this book had a lot of metaphors and it made you think, which was sometimes challenging, but I enjoyed that at the same time. Yeah, wow, what a, such a thoughtful, thoughtful response. Um, Kush? I think it's about a four and a half out of five, um, because when you think about it, it's, think about emotions and humour, it's quite one-sided, and I thought it could have been, there could have been like more humour included in it, rather than a lot of emotions and feelings yeah was that's a very good point was there some humor in it i think in one part yeah which part do you remember i think it was for a kid that so kid that's a little uh, kid yeah he said his first word and yeah yeah so kid like is a little child who joins them on their journey and uh, that was humorous, yeah, when he opened his mouth for the very first time after being silent and he said, yak. So, yeah, that was quite funny. I think Mari sort of, you know, <laughs> trying to kill the snake at the end and actually damaging um, Ami's hand. Maybe, maybe 
could that be seen as funny? I don't know. Some people might not see it as funny. But I, I think that's a, a legitimate um, qualm with the book, that you would want more humour. And Sahir, last but not least, your star rating. I'll give it a three out of five because I don't really enjoy emotional books. And when Nanai died, um, it was very emotional. So, um, But otherwise, the language was really interesting and the story the friendship and the bonds were just um so powerful just it couldn't be broken yeah i love that you mentioned the bonds that's a huge thing in this novel the bonds are so tight okay guys so for the past 11 weeks we hung out with ami nanai mari kidla and sadly mr zamora we traveled back to 1906 to kulion island in the philippines and followed ami mari and kidla's journey now the adventure is over or at least we think it is that's the thing with stories the best ones never really leave us so i'm hoping you'll remember this story forever hopefully and that's it for this episode of the bookcase kids thank you everyone for your thoughtful intelligent comments happy reading bye, bye. bye.